Welcome to The Blue Table with your hosts Troy and Nicole. This is a podcast where we talk about our daily lives, which include nothing and everything, all all at at the the same same time. time. This is episode two on dreams. Uh, We'll start you off with an update on our week. Um, Last night was one of my highlights. We, uh, We actually went to a kind of a dance poetry show at the Dairy Center here in Boulder. It was quite phenomenal. Um, kind of deep and uh, meaningful interpretive dancing type stuff. Not quite sure how to describe it, but it was great. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. I think um, we it was done by the Shift Collective. We um, I've, I've never seen them before. I haven't been involved with them before, but... Um, it was, yeah, just, it was kind of just some kind of heavy topics, um, presented through, through dance and, and poetry. It was, it was very well done that it was a full crowd. It was great. It was great to see. I think it's easy to think that there's not much to do inside in Boulder. <laughs> we're so, we we're, um, we're so focused on the outdoors here, but when it's cold and snowy and wintry outside, it's, it's good to find the the events inside. So we went and saw a dance collective last night and the night before we went and saw a show at the Laughing Goat musical show. It was great. Um, seeing the local artists come out. Keep in mind that it's quite cold out. So finding indoor activities is, uh, is key this time of year. Um, but yeah, to see what's going on in the, in the local, you know, Boulder and our culture and art scene in Boulder. Yeah. Which could be quite good actually. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we'll go into today's topic, which is about dreams, um, remembering your dreams, why we dream, and kind of just dreams in general. Um, and I think this topic came to mind because myself in particular, I tend to remember generally 90 plus percent of my dreams every morning. Um, That's a question though. How do you know that you remember 90 plus percent of your dreams? I, I think I know because I always remember them. Not always, but I remember them all the time. Maybe you're one of those people who has hundreds, maybe dozens of dreams a night, mm-hmm. and you remember five of them, but it feels like you remember all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive how many yeah. dreams you remember in general. Well, I did a little bit of research before this podcast, Okay. and they talk about the five stages of dreaming, and the fifth stage, which is the REM stage in dreaming where most people remember their dreams is the most important stage and it's usually about 20% of your sleep cycle and they say that it's not about remembering your dreams it's about waking up at the right time so it's about waking up when you're in that REM cycle and that's when you actually remember most of your dreams so I assume I wake up always in that REM cycle so you sleep poorly <laughs> so I sleep poorly that could be it that could be it so I sleep I will always wake up in my deepest sleeps <laughs> No, maybe maybe you do it subconsciously though because you want to remember your dreams. I think you're someone who enjoys your dreams. I do. So I you do. you know you know when to wake up so you remember them to get back into your sleep. You know, at a younger age, I actually <clears throat> made an effort to try to control my dreams and remember my dreams on a nightly basis. I would do some like mental preparation before I went to bed to like I would repeat in my head like, "All right, remember your dreams. Remember your dreams. Remember your dreams." And then I got to a point where I was remembering my dreams quite often. 
and then I really wanted to start controlling my dreams, um, which sounds crazy, but it's actually real. It's a real thing where before I went to bed, I would tell myself, all right, you're going to go to sleep, you're going to dream, and you're going to be able to do whatever you want. Like You can control your dreams. It took a while, but eventually I was able to, when I was dreaming, I knew I was in a dream, and I could do whatever I want, which was an unbelievable experience and feeling, but I have not been able to do it since then because I haven't really quite focused on it. Okay, I was going to ask, is that something that it comes back quickly or, I mean, I, I am someone who, who doesn't want to remember my dreams because I generally have scary, negative, terrible dreams, mm -hmm. so I, I focus on not remembering my dreams, um, but why do you think for you personally, you enjoy your dreams, you want to remember them, like why do you focus on that? I think I just enjoy the stories that go on in my head, and uh, it's like another world being in a fantasy world. I mean, I enjoy reading fantasy books, so it's kind of like okay. my own personal fantasy book in my head. Whether it's scary, fun, sad, I just... Do you feel like it helps you work through things in, in your waking life? In my waking life? Sometimes. Sometimes. Not like, no, it doesn't even have to be specifically, but just kind of the emotions or the feelings or... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think I think to maybe some degree. Okay. But I think, also feel like sometimes it's really hard to find the symbolism in your dreams because sometimes they're just so odd and out there. But oftentimes I think there is some type of symbolism in your dreams. and some. I truly believe that your dreams kind of mean something in your real life or your waking life that your subconscious is it's like on your mind. It kind of puts it in a weird way. Okay. No, I like that. I can I can understand that. Do you, are you someone who like researches that when you wake up? You're like, oh, this was in my dream. What does it mean? Or is it something no. that you personally are like, what this happened in my dream? What do I think that meant in my personal life? Yeah, I generally don't look it up. Okay. It's interesting. Have you? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, there's a ton of research out there on dreams, and I feel I still feel like no one has truly identified the culprit of dreams or why they happen or what they actually mean. It's mm -hmm. really hard to kind of pinpoint that because everyone's so different and dreams are just so out there. Yeah, that's what I would think too. I mean, the this, the few times that I've I've looked up, you know, I had a swarm of bees in my dream. What does that mean? And sometimes it seems to make sense and sometimes, I'm like, I feel like you could put seven things on here and it would make sense for many people. Mm -hmm. So it seems like they're kind of just like throwing something at the wall and hoping something sticks for people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it would be really tough and incredibly cool if they actually could could pin that down. Mm -hmm. It's got to be tough. We're all different humans. We Definitely. all have different backgrounds. I did hear about a study, I think if I remember it correctly, when I did look up some dreams, that people who do remember their dreams um, more often than other, others oftentimes respond more strongly when hearing their name when they're awake. Oh. So they're more responsive to hearing their own name when they are awake than others who don't remember their dreams. Which is kind of an interesting thing. I'm not quite sure what exactly it means. But I thought that was quite interesting. Do you... F I never say your name. Do you feel like you respond to it? I do very well. Really? Names are powerful. Interesting. I definitely always notice and I'm aware when someone says my name. Even if it's across the room and it's not necessarily directed to me, but if it's my same name, if they're talking to someone else, I perk up. Okay. Which I am aware of. Maybe I should start saying your name more. Sure. All right. 
we'll, we'll definitely we'll, be we'll more some, responsive. We'll do some internal testing. All right. House in Boulder. Yeah. So uh, how often do you remember your dreams? It's in, So I tend to think that I remember my dreams recently, um, more so when I, like if I wake up at whatever time, but I, I'm not ready to get up and I go back to sleep, that's when I think I remember most of my dreams. I can't confirm that. That's my suspicion. When I go back to sleep and I'm in that dreamlike state, I guess that it's so interesting though about the REM, REM sleep because I feel like how quickly can you get back into the REM sleep if you just woke up? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but that's how I feel. So recently it's been happening more, which is frustrating to me because <laughs> I'm, I don't enjoy dreaming, even if they're good. Generally, oh, this is great. I, I know you're rubbing off on me. It's hap- Troy, just so our listeners know most mornings when, when we wake up, he's like, I have a dream to tell you about. I'm, I had this great dream last night. Let's talk about it. So maybe just us talking about your dreams mm-hmm. makes me a little bit more aware of my dreams. It's making yourself, your subconscious. And I have, yeah. I, since since I've moved in, I have had some terrible dreams, but I think they've been a little more on the positive side. So maybe dreams aren't so bad, you know, if, if I could turn them around a little yeah. bit, not, not have terrible dreams. So. Have you had any recent dreams that stick out that you could tell our listeners about that are interesting or that you want to share one this morning um what was the show that we watched about dreams the netflix show the the maniac maniac um if anyone hasn't watched maniac i would recommend it the ending gets a little weird but i would recommend it in general but i thought they did such a good job of portraying how quickly dreams change so that was a dream that i had this morning Um, I don't remember how it started, but at one point I was with a a previous neighbor of mine when I was a child. Um, so I don't know, this, this neighborhood friend must've been, we were probably like 10, 10 to 12. I don't know. I was looking at it from my perspective. So I don't know if I was my current age, but he was older. So he was, you know, thirties and we were, man, I don't even remember where we were, but then. (laughs) Like all these people from my past started coming into the dream and you're, you know, you're moving locations constantly in dreams. And I think you, for me personally, I finally get to this point where my subconscious is like, okay, I can't handle this anymore. We're swapping too much. And then I wake up. Um, so yeah, as we're talking about it, like all the dreams, they're slipping away, but mm-hmm. I think that's, it that's happens. it's cool. And it's frustrating to me that they just, they leave so quickly. They do. One dream that I remember specifically from childhood, though, was, and I, I think that I dream in color, but this dream was like a Willy Wonka land where it was so vibrant, and I've, I've never, like, I've never forgotten this dream. It was just no words, like, no one was talking. I think I was in this, like, Willy Wonka, Wonka land with other people. We were just observing, and the brightness of colors in my dream, I don't think I'll ever forget. I mean, like, colors I feel I've never seen before. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it was so memorable. Definitely. I'm not even sure if I dream in color now that I think about it. Yeah, you have to think it's about that. It's interesting. I was trying to think about this dream this morning if, I, if it was in color. I, th- I think it was, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't pin it down. On a side topic besides color, I have a, I have a good friend of mine who's from Spain, and he uh, came to America not necessarily speaking a lick of English, and... Uh, Long story short, he ended up living with my parents and I um, when I was 
just out of high school. And uh, he started learning English. His English was pretty rough. And I remember at one point I asked him <clears throat> when he was here in America, I was like, hey, do you dream in English or in Spanish? And this was after he was here for several years and his English was getting better. Okay. And he was thinking about it. And he goes, you know what? Ever since I've been here in America, I've been, I've been dreaming in English. Whoa. And I thought that was quite interesting because he's been speaking Spanish his entire life. And while he was here in America, he was dreaming in English. And he said, I, if I remember correctly, he remember, I remember him saying that when he goes back home to Spain, when he's speaking more Spanish on a regular basis, he dreams in Spanish. That's really interesting. Yeah. I should ask um, the place that I work. We have, we have an office down in Latin America. I should ask when they come up here if they dream in English or not. Or when they're back home, they speak English to us during the day. Um, but in the office, they're speaking Spanish to each other. So I should ask. Yeah. Yeah, how they it, dream. It would be interesting. Mm, cool. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like when we woke up this morning, Trey remembered several of his dreams from mm -hmm. last night. So we wanted to do a, a little podcast to, to talk about them, get them recorded. Um, sounds like there were they were some good ones. Yeah, they were interesting. Um, to back up a step, you, you mentioned like your dreams are fading. And uh, I remember vividly this morning that <clears throat> at some point I kind of woke up and I was aware that I had these these dreams going on in my head, maybe four or five of them. And then I went back to sleep and then I kind of woke up again. And then at that point, I couldn't remember a single dream, but I knew I had dreams. And I told myself, I was like, all right, I've had great dreams. Like, what are they? Like, I was trying to remember them and focus. And I couldn't think of them at all. And then I went back to sleep and woke up in the morning. I couldn't think of them right away. And then all of a sudden, they just started coming back to my head and like flooding in, which was really weird. But does that happen frequently? It does happen. Wow. All right. I try to make an effort each morning, like right when I wake up, to like remember what I dreamt about. I don't want to go too off topic because I'm I'm good at tangents. Mm -hmm. But I I want to talk more about that. But let's let's yeah, get into the dreams. We can do it. So we'll talk about dream that's the most vivid and memorable from last night which was quite interesting for me because it, I was, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience I was viewing it was kind of like a horror movie that I was viewing um, from the outside I could see all the characters but at times I would actually be inside the character's body and see their viewpoint so <clears throat> I remember distinctly I was writing actually we were I was viewing two characters walking by these cars. They were tapping on the trunks of, of these cars and uh, to hear the sound that came from the trunk to find out if there was something inside the trunk. Oh. So they like tapped on one car. It made like a pretty loud noise. So like, all right, nothing's in there. Tapped on another one, nothing's in there. They tapped on this third one, which is this old, beaten up, just like rusty Cadillac. And it was like a thud noise. And one of the guys was like, all right, yes, this is the car. So they somehow opened the car door, and the inside of the car, all the seats were covered in, like, plastic wrap. Just looked like the car had never been driven in years. Um, they started, like, rummaging through the car to try to find keys or something to open up the trunk. Um, <clears throat> Wait, but they got into the car. How they... Somehow they got into the car. Okay. I'm not quite sure how, but maybe the it's car door was open. It was okay. a dream. All right. Um, and I remember one of the characters uh, pulled up the floor mat underneath the passenger seat and underneath there was 
uh, a bundle of cash, just like wads and wads of cash, and then some ammunition as well, and like an AK-47. <laughs> and they're like, sweet, we found some goodies. And then they uh, finally found a key or a lever or something to open up the trunk. That was the main purpose they went into the car to try to open the trunk okay. because in my dream, in my brain, I was thinking there was a body in the truck. They were trying to find someone. Okay. Um, Do you think, in your dream, did you think they were dead or alive, or you were just like, I just know there's a body? I, w I just knew there was a body. I wasn't okay. quite sure if they were dead or alive. Okay. But, so they open up the trunk, and then there's nothing in the trunk. Oh, the plot thickens. And the plot thickens, and in my dream, there's, a mur there's like a, a killer or a murderer that has taken their friend. Okay. And playing a game on them. Like, that car was a trick. It was a setup somehow. Okay. So there's nothing in the trunk. And then the, the dream kind of transitions. And they're inside the car. And I'm inside one of the characters' bodies looking at their viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And right next to the car, they're kind of parked on the side of the road. There's some houses to the right. It's snowy. And there's a fence, like a chain link fence. And all of a sudden they see the murderer or the, the bad guy kind of straddling the fence um, with a gun and he has like a, a Michael Myers type mask from like Friday uh, the 13th okay. Okay. and uh, he somehow like he's straddling the fence he realizes that the character see, sees him and he somehow like hops off the fence and runs into this tree and like disappears whoa ah. and then the two guys in the car are kind of freaking out like what's going on and then my dream transitions to a different setting or scene. Same theme. Okay. And we're at this, like, theme park. Same characters? Same. Different characters, actually. Okay. Okay. Different characters. Same mass murder killer guy. Okay. Um, we're at a theme park. And uh, this, this killer guy is actually going after children now instead of, like, adults for some reason. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we're at this theme park. I'm outside kind of looking at the characters. There's two characters, a male and a female. And uh, I remember that they're kind of scared and huddled against the fence because they hear some noises or the, the murderer guy is like nearby. And the male is kind of hugging the female like next to this fence. And then all of a sudden from behind the fence, a huge sword it's stabbed through the male's body. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. And they start screaming. Yeah. And the murder guy's like back there, does his thing, and then my, <laughs> my dream kind of transitions from there. You started this all out saying it wasn't a horror dream. Uh, what kind of tolerance do you have? I have a lot of tolerance. Uh, clearly. Yeah. yeah. And you, you like, though, if I had a... I have dreams like that sometimes. I'm like, I never want to dream again. <laughs> and you're fine with them. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I had some other dreams yeah, last like night. A, you know, interesting, happy, non-killing dreams. Yeah, but they, they're they too short. They're not... Yeah, I understand that. That's a lot of... Yeah. Why do you think that one in, partic in particular was so vivid? I honestly have no idea. Do you have dreams like that often? No. Okay. I don't. I don't. That one was actually abnormal. That's why I think I remember it the most. Do you think it's because yesterday we were talking about, um, you know, if we ever have fears of other people in our life dying? Mm-hmm. Do you think it came up because of that? Maybe. 
Have you been watching any weird TV shows? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's weird. I mean, it's kind of changed topics a little bit or changed themes. I remember when I was younger, I used to have a reoccurring dream that would happen quite often. Um, when I was younger, it was a dream that I would always get in these fights with people or characters and I could never fully punch them. Like I would try to swing and punch people and like my punches would just like feel like a feather against them. Like I would not be able to hurt these individuals. And then I also had dreams where my vision would go super blurry and I couldn't fully see and function and I could never escape from someone like that was chasing me. Yep. I had those all the time mm-hmm. and I hated them. Those were like nightmares to me yeah, as a kid. Definitely. I think we've all had those. Yeah. I think for me, in my, you know, my opinion is that those dreams are when we feel like we don't have as much control of what's going on in our life. Definitely. So our, in our dreams, our physical bodies are, are giving up on us, but it's potentially representing. And I don't remember what was going on in my life when I had a ton of those dreams. Um, but yeah, like I used to have dreams like that also, and I don't have the best vision. And I remember in some of my dreams that like the... It was like my eyelids were permanently closed three quarters of the way. So I, I had to keep like moving my head to see any part of the world, but I could only see a quarter of it. And yeah, and then you can't, you don't know what's going on. You feel like you're constantly um, in danger. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible dream. They are, yeah. I used to, I was a gymnast also growing up and I used to have these dreams, not that anyone was chasing me, but that I would be at a big meet and that I no longer could do any of my tricks like I would try to do you know a tumbling trick and all I could do was a really terrible like three-year-old car wheel (laughs) it was those were the worst it was like my body had just kind of betrayed me yeah those are nightmares to me okay when my body betrays me okay I think yeah okay so do you think because of those dreams you try to like what was the the catalyst of you trying to control your dreams and remember your dreams more I think that might have been the catalyst, not being able to fully function and do what I wanted to do in a dream, as in like I wasn't able to strike someone or Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to fully see in a moment that I was in panic. Okay. So I think maybe me being able to control my dreams at a young age was my way of trying to um, eliminate those those dreams. That's interesting because I don't feel... I feel like you, you enjoy control, but maybe it's more so control of your body. You, yeah. You're not so concerned about controlling your situations. You're like you're going to do what you can, but you don't come across as someone who has a tough time if, if you're losing control of situations. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, yeah, it's particularly your body. Yeah. You know, I, you want to control your body. I could see that, definitely. And, yeah. I'm definitely very aware of my body and my function yeah. as a being, so that could be true. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm enlightened right now. Ah, see, <laughs> that's why that's you know partly why we started Blue Table Discussions. We've had a lot of a lot of enlightening discussions, and it's yeah. just it's really interesting <clears throat> having some back and forth banter. Makes you think about things differently with someone that that um, you communicate well with. Definitely. Yeah, so I, I think I I think that the tangent that I wanted to go off on earlier we've kind of covered actually. Mm-hmm. Um. What are your favorite types of dreams? Uh, I was just thinking about this, but I haven't had them recently, but I remember when I was younger, I would have these dreams 
usually when I was able to control my dreams, I was able to do this. Okay. Um, but I would have these dreams that I was able to fly a lot. Oh. Like I, would, I would just fly anywhere I wanted. It was kind of like a floating slash flying yeah. feeling. But I just felt, oftentimes it was just me. I was the only person that was able to do this in my dreams. Like yep. all the other characters and people in my dreams weren't able to do this. And it was just like a powerful feeling and sensation that I would have to know that I could fly and that I could do things that other people couldn't do. Um, That's really interesting. Now that you're saying that, I used to have some dreams like that too, and I forgot about those dreams. I haven't had one like that in a long time. And I think those dreams I also really enjoyed because for me, the flying wasn't ever an escape. It was just a freedom. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, you're running away from something. It was just a freedom. Yeah, like you it's said. It's definitely freedom, yeah. Of something that you can do that maybe yeah. others can't, but it, it you could just like have a different viewpoint and and it wasn't, those dreams were never scary dreams for me. Definitely not. Yeah, they're always, mm -hmm. I think you, you hit it on the nail. They're just free dreams that you can kind of just, you felt great, you yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. So you're going to try to, um, control your dreams is that something that you're interested in I yeah bet that takes a lot of effort it does take a lot of effort I don't remember exactly how long it took me before but I think now that we were talking about it and bringing it up I might try to make an effort to control my dreams in the near future and I can maybe report back on a future blue table sessions on on my ability to control my dreams and see if it's see if I'm still able to all right, so I'm kind of seeing a theme so far yeah. we've got some blue table considerations so it kind of sounds like in each podcast, potentially, mm -hmm. that we're going to have a blue table consideration that we'll we'll kind of check back in on. Definitely, yeah. Got online dating and and Troy controlling his dreams. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Is dream states? I don't think so. I'm curious for my listeners if you guys enjoy dreaming. Mm -hmm. What kind of dreams you have? Do you like researching what your dreams mean? Do you believe um, what the research says about what your dreams mean? If you were to research what a swarm of bees mean, would yeah. you believe it? You know, is that something, or, or are you more like Troy, where you want to kind of introspectively decide? Yeah. Yeah, and how often do you guys dream yourselves? Is it uh, on a nightly basis, monthly basis, or, um, or on a yearly basis, or never? But, uh, yeah, this has been a fun discussion. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been enlightening. Definitely. I, I've enjoyed it. Well, great. All right. Until next time on uh, Blue Table Discussions. We'll, we'll check in with you guys later. Ciao. Goodbye.